What is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to episode seven now of the Just Ballin' podcast, and I'm joined here with Christian, who is here in episode five. What's up? Good to be back. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about our quarterway award picks and all NBA picks. We are about 18 to 20 games through the season as we are recording this, and we're going to be giving you guys all the major awards and then our all NBA first, second, and third teams and a couple honorable mentions. All right, yeah, so we're going to be giving you guys our actual picks here and all the major awards, and then we'll do our honorable mentions after. So my MVP through the first quarter of the season is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, who is yours, Christian? Same, Giannis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Giannis averaging 31 points, 13 and a half rebounds, and has led the Bucks to a 17-3 record, which is a league best, um, or a Eastern Conference best, excuse me, uh, just a half a game worse than the LA Lakers. But yeah, is that like pretty, was it a pretty easy pick for you, for Giannis, or did you have some um, trouble um, picking there? Yeah. Right now, uh, Giannis was easily the pick. Like, I just kind of threw him in there. It was harder to think of guys after that a little bit, mm-hmm. the order. But I think he's kind of separated himself from the pack so far. Yeah, I think it's mainly because of his defense. I mean, if you're obviously going to take some other uh, candidates in there, like the only person probably ahead of him with a better record would be LeBron. But it's a half a game better. And then um, if you're looking at Giannis's defense, he's by far the best defender through the top four in MVP. So I think that's what clearly mm-hmm. gave him the MVP. Uh, award through the first quarter of the season. So now we're going to go over the two defensive player of the year so far. Uh, who do you have? Uh, defensive player of the year for me? Uh, I actually have Anthony Davis. Okay, so yeah, we, I have Rudy Gobert. Uh, so why'd you pick AD over maybe somebody else? Uh, I just think if you watch the Laker games, his defensive numbers have been great, but if you actually just watch the Laker games, the eye test too, they're so much better as a team defensively this year. I know some people mm-hmm. have talked about like LeBron's been better defensively this year as well. But I think it all starts with Anthony Davis, and you know he kind of went over there, and immediately things have kind of turned. They were a bad defensive team last year, I think, right? Yeah, they were pretty bad. They weren't great, but they weren't they weren't that uh, good anyway. And yeah, they're second in defensive rating this year. Yeah, they're very good this year. And the Utah Jazz are sixth in defensive rating. Now Rudy Gobert is a reigning two-time winner. He won it last year, and I honestly think Giannis could be your defensive player of the year too. Um, but Rudy Gobert. I mean, I, I, what he does as a rim protector, switching in the pick and roll, uh, he's just incredible when on the floor. Obviously, he has, I think, a lot more defensive help on the floor than a Anthony Davis playing with Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles helps. Those are all solid defenders. Ed Davis when he was healthy. Um, and then really for AD, I guess you have LeBron. I mean, Caruso's nothing special on D or Rondo at this point. Dwight Howard has improved. But I think, yeah, AD was definitely in my consideration too, so... Um, I see why you picked him. All right, so now we're on here to Rookie of the Year. We had a couple audio issues, and I think we're going to have the same person for our Rookie of the Year pick, and I have John Morant. Is that who you have, Christian? Yeah, I have John Morant. I mean, this rookie class has been pretty underwhelming so far with Zion being hurt. The Hawks rookies kind of been disappointing in Reddish and Hunter. RJ struggled on offense in New York, and Garland hasn't done much either on the offensive end in Cleveland. John Morant... 18 and a half points, six and a half assists, three rebounds. I mean, the Grizzlies aren't any good, but I think he's the clear, the clear rookie of the year pick. He is hurt. He um, is week to week um, with a uh, back spasm injury. So we'll see when he comes back there, but I think he's been the rookie of the year so far and he's looking like um, the next bright point guard in Memphis. Um, was there anybody you kind of thought you were going to put over Morant, Christian, or did you think he was the clear number one pick? 
Um, uh, Zion, when he comes back, is obviously going to have a shot at it, especially when you consider how underwhelming everyone else has been. Um, but I give it to him pretty solidly over everybody else right now. I actually had Tyler Harrow at two. Okay. I had a, I had a different Heat player. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so yeah, on to six men of the year. Uh, it, it's this guy every year. I have Lou Will. Is that who you have? Or Yes, Lou Williams again. 22 points off the bench. Um, he's been honestly kind of their second best offensive player. Um, cause Paul, like with Paul George being out. So he was their number two. And then sometimes he was their number one when quiet mode management. Um, and George wasn't back yet. It's crazy what he does every year. Um, anything you want to say about Lou Will? Um, well, he's basically a starter. He plays starter minutes. Uh, Harrell as well. They both play like starter minutes pretty much off the bench, but he, I mean, as long as he's this good, he's going to run away with this award every year. There's no one really close to him. We'll, we'll go into honorable mentions in a, in a second here. Uh, so the next award we have is Most Improved Player. Uh, who'd you have for Most Improved? I have Siakam again. Yeah, I was debating Siakam. I wanted to put him here, but I ended up going with Brandon Ingram. But I think both are viable picks at the moment. Um, Siakam, yeah, imagine he went to two years in a row. That'd be incredible. I don't know if they could do it two years in a row. Yeah, I feel like the voters won't allow that, but, like, he's definitely been probably one of the more most improved players this year. Um, and Ingram is definitely shining with Zion being out. I do think his production, uh, will go down, and I think his shot attempts per game will obviously go down. He's at 19 now, which is by far a career high. It was 14 before that, and he's shooting at an incredible pace. Um, his efficiency from twos is really good, um, from 10 to 16 feet. He is shooting 55% on mid-range twos. That is that is really good, and 38% on long twos. Uh, so you're going to expect that to go down a little bit because he was shooting 39 from mid-range last year, and he's 55% now. So it's going to probably go down eventually, but I think both of them are good picks. Um, on to Coach of the Year. Speaking of Siakam, did you have his coach as Coach of the Year? I actually don't. I have Frank Vogel right you now. You have Frank Vogel, okay. Yeah, Lakers, yeah. best record in the NBA, uh, second in defensive rating, and they are obviously incredible so far this year. They're also fifth in offensive rating, which leaves them second in net rating. I had Nick Nurse. I just think with losing Kawhi, Ibaka being hurt, Kyle Lowry being hurt, doing all this with Chris Boucher, uh, Terrence Davis, undrafted picks, picking up Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and obviously Siakam developing. I really like what he's done so far. But I think Frank Vogel is also a good pick. He was um, up there with me as well. And then Executive of the Year. Who would you have for Executive of the Year? Uh, executive of the Year I struggled with a lot. Um, but I went back to Lakers actually. I picked Rob Pulling. Really? Yeah. After all the mess they had last year. I honestly thought he should definitely get some um, consideration. Obviously the AD trade. Uh, picking up. Mm -hmm. Danny Green was obviously a really nice um, pick there. Obviously not giving up Kuzma in the AD trade helped out a lot. Uh, I ended up going with the other LA team. I went with Lawrence Frank, who's the uh, president of basketball operations for the, That's who I was yeah, the Clippers. Yep. Uh, just adding Mo Harkless and getting a first-round pick for him. And then you could throw that pick in to sweeten the Paul George trade. Getting Paul George, obviously. Getting Kawhi Leonard. Um, uh, keeping Lou Will. Keeping Montrezl Harrell. Uh, Resigning Patrick Beverly. I thought they'd done an incredible job in their 14 and uh, six to start the year. So now we can kind of go into our honorable mentions a little bit more. We'll probably talk about. Uh, so you you ordered it like one to five. So you have your like two, your definite two, three, four, and five, right for each award. Yes. Okay. So for I'm I'm curious for MVP at number two. Who do you have? 
I've actually bumped Luca up to two. Uh, I would. I actually have Harden, but why do you have Luca maybe over Harden or LeBron? Um, Luca. This month in November was one of the greatest months I think we've seen in a long time. I mean, he was averaging thirty point triple double. Yeah, for the month. That's ridiculous. I don't know if he can keep that up. Probably not. But you know, if we're giving out the award right now, I think he's got to be up there. And I'm also interested. You were. I believe low on Harden last time. I was. We about I MVP. think, and now you have him at two. Yeah, he was my I number four. I think we were talking about twelve games into the year, um, but the Rockets—they're really good still, thirteen and six. Um, he put up sixty points last night. They are currently eighth in the NBA net rating, and I don't know. I just feel like what Harden's doing, like what he's averaging this year, which is an incredible thirty-nine points a game on fifty-five. Um, effective field goal percentage with a true shooting percentage um, if we want to counteract free throws, which is huge for James Harden. Um, 64% true shooting, which is incredible. He's leading the league in usage percentage, uh, win shares, and like if if you want to put Luka over Harden, I'm perfectly fine with that. But I think Luka and Harden are definitely two and three. And do you have Harden at three, or did you bump him down to four or five? I have him at four. I have LeBron Oh, okay, three, so you do so have LeBron sure. over him. The reason I don't have LeBron over yeah. him is because... I mean, they are a lot better this season. Obviously, the Lakers have the best record in the NBA. I just Much think better, yeah. the fact that he has Anthony Davis with him hurts his MVP. Um, I guess his MVP position in my eyes because, like, I mean, Westbrook has been okay this year, but they they don't really have a better team around Harden than like the the Lakers have for LeBron. But I could see that. And then for Luca, like Kristaps hasn't been all that good this year, and he's making guys like Maxi Kleba be really efficient, um, or just really good volume shooters. Tim Hardaway hasn't been horrible for them this year. Um, and guys like Dwight Powell, uh, DeLon Wright, Luka just finds everyone. Um, so I actually didn't have a fifth person. I thought those were the guys at the top four. Uh, who'd you put at five? I'm curious to see. Or here. Uh, Towns. Um, yeah, do you think he would end in the top five if the Timberwolves are not a top six seed? Because they're 10 and 8, 7 seed at the moment. Yeah. Like- yeah, if they miss the playoffs, I don't think you can throw them in there. Mm-hmm. But if they, I mean, they need Wiggins to keep doing what he's been doing so far. Yeah. If he does, they'll give him a better shot, obviously. But he's just, he's been incredibly consistent. We talked about it before. The three-point shooting is what is propelling him up for me right now. Yeah. yeah. Kind of out of nowhere. He's this three-point specialist as a almost seven-footer. Nine attempts a night, and he's hitting 44% of them as a 7-footer, uh, 6'11", center, which is incredible. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to – if I had a fifth person, um, I'll quickly say I probably would have maybe Siakam. Maybe Siakam or Towns, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, or Kawhi, but Kawhi load management probably isn't going to help his case. So, we're going to move yeah, on to, to, yeah, to Rookie of the Year. I really only had two other audible mentions. So, I had Kendrick Nunn and Brandon Clark. Who do you have as your – uh, bottom out of the top five. I had Nunn and Harrow behind Ja. And then uh, I had RJ Barrett at four and then Peshkal at five, I put. There's a big drop yeah, off. Yeah, Eric Pascal, I would actually say, has probably been a little bit better than RJ Barrett this year, but he, I feel like he's just, the people around him works a lot better for Eric Pascal. He hasn't been a horrible defender. Um, he's looking like he could be a pretty solid inside scorer. RJ, though, I just, not a fan of like, having him in the starting lineup with Marcus Morris and 
and Julius Randle. Those are two Julius Randle. Bald- oh my god, I don't even want to go into Julius Randle. Um, but yeah, two ball dominant guys. Um, RJ is really just trying to make something out of nothing in his limited attempts. I mean, he's taking 14 shots a game, but I feel like whenever he takes it, he's like. He wants to shoot it because he feels like if he passes it off to Randall or Morris, he isn't going to get a better look because those guys aren't really looking to pass the ball. Uh, but yeah, I think none um, is definitely up there, which is crazy for an undrafted rookie. And then Brandon Clark, did you, did you mention him? Um, you didn't mention him, right? He's not in my top five, no. Yeah, he's been um, pretty solid. He's currently hurt with a hip injury for Memphis, but 12.5 points, 6 rebounds. Uh, he's shooting 47% from three on just one attempt at night, though, so he's not much there. Um, but he's been efficient, and he's been a solid defender, but him and the him and Jaron Jackson Jr. lineup hasn't worked out great. Uh, so we're going to move on to six men of the year. Had a couple guys here. I had Spencer Dinwiddie and Montrezl Harrell in the consideration because uh, Dinwiddie's, num- yeah, Dinwiddie's yeah. numbers will be good um, because he'll get the starter minutes now, and then when Kyrie comes back, they'll still be um, inflated from there. But he's playing 28 minutes a night, and... Yeah, Mantras Harrell has been incredible this year for the Clippers. He gets better every year. Oh my god, dude. He's going to get paid this summer. I don't know about if it's by the Clippers or it's a team like the Hawks. Knicks, someone's going to overpay for him. But yeah, he's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know if you look at like the advanced stats, uh, advanced stats, while wow, I can't speak, love him. I know he's up there in wins over replacement. He's up there in win shares. He's up there in um, player impact plus minus uh, Jacob Goldstein's metric. Um yeah, the advanced stats love Manchez Harrell. He's currently 11th in uh, wins over replacement, which is over guys like Nicole Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Rico Bear, Kyrie Irving. Um, but yeah, the Clippers have an insane bench. So you want to talk about your uh, most improved guys? Uh, most improved after Siakam, I had your winner, Ingram. Uh, I have Bam at three, actually. And then I rounded out Wiggins Van Vliet. Wiggins Van Vliet. Okay, I actually had... Uh, Siakam, so your pick at two. Fred Van Vliet at three, and then Devontae Graham at four. Um, any specific guys you want to talk about from your list? Um, uh, Bam. Yeah, is interesting. You didn't mention him, right? No. Um, but oh, we—he's been incredible this year. Yeah, I completely with White Whiteside's gone. He's he's been incredible. Yeah, I completely. Um, yeah. I guess I guess we could talk about Bam. I completely skipped over Defensive Player of the Year. Um, so yeah, we can actually, we'll talk about that after most improved. So yeah, Bam has been incredible. Um, I know, I think we, do we both have him in defensive player of the year? I know I do. Do you? I don't actually. Um, but yeah, I actually made an all-star video on my channel and I have him, um, as an all-star so far, uh, cause he's slashing, f- uh, 14 points a game, 10 rebounds, four and a half assists. Um, a steal and a half, almost a block and a half. And the Miami Heat are 14 and four. He's been an incredible defender on the perimeter inside the paint. Um, and his pick and roll switches are one of the best in the NBA. Um, like I remember, or the other night, the Heat were playing the Rockets, and he was like guarding Russell Westbrook sometimes. And like that's incredible that he could kind of guard one through five. Um, and then I just want to give Devonte Graham some love. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I've been a huge Devonte Graham fan this year. Uh, out of Kansas, he kind of came out of nowhere. He was a second round pick last year, um, and he's averaging eighteen points, seven and a half assists, and shooting forty one percent from three on eight attempts a night. He's been pretty good for Charlotte. I'm surprised you have him in there, considering you uh, second-year guys you're not a big fan of for most improved player. I, like, I, I'm not a fan if they showed something to rookie year, but Devontae Graham played, like, uh, six... Uh, he played 600 minutes. Here he's, he's already played more minutes this year than the amount of minutes he's played last year. Um, and he 
yeah, so I, I think he kind of deserves some love. I don't think he'll win the award. So yeah, I'm dumb, and I completely skipped over Defensive Player of the Year. So who do you have in the the rest of your four? Uh, so my Defensive Player of the Year, I went um, with, let me see here. Um, I picked Anthony Davis. I had Gobert too, mm-hmm. your winner. Then I actually had uh, Giannis, Jonathan Isaac, and then Marcus Smart. Okay, so you had Smart in there, yeah. I ended up with Giannis at 2, 80 at 3, Isaac at 4, and then Bam at 5. I don't know why, but I feel like just giving it to rim protectors rather than perimeter defenders is just how it's gone. I mean, I I guess Draymond was a little bit of both, and I think has Kawhi won the award? I believe Kawhi's won the award. Um, So, but like Marcus Smart, yeah, he definitely deserves some love. I tweeted out that I think he definitely should be in the conversation. Um, So yeah, our lists are pretty much similar. I just have Bam. You have Marcus Smart. So, Coach of the Year, honorable mentions, who you got? Uh, Nick Nurse. Okay. For Toronto. Uh, I have Brad Stevens in there as well. And Budenholzer. Yeah, I got uh, I got Eric Spolstra as my two, Brad Stevens three, and then Frank Vogel four. You don't have Malone in there either. I have him. I at the back I don't, but I was definitely considering him. I guess you could probably put him mm-hmm. or Budenholzer at five for me. Budenholzer just won the award last year, so I just don't think he would win it again. And Mike Malone, yeah, he definitely deserves some love. Uh, I just don't think the Nuggets are going to kind of sustain what they're doing at this moment. But I think he's been. He's been solid and definitely would deserve some consideration. Uh, so our final honorable mentions will be for executive of the year. I only have, I have three guys. Uh, I have the Miami Heat front office of Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg, Donnie Nelson of the Mavericks, and then Arturos Karnisovas slash Tim Conley of the Nuggets. Any similar ones for you or do you have completely different guys? Um, I had Lawrence Frank okay. for the Clippers, who was your winner, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Ainge. The Celtics, yeah. I put him in there. Because, I mean, they lost Kyrie, and they're just as good, if not better, this yeah, year. And a Horford, too. Yeah, and I threw Daryl Morey in there, but I don't know if they'd actually give it to him, depending, you know, with everything that's gone on with him the past summer. <laughs> that would just be a mess if they did give it to him. <laughs> so, yeah, those are our uh, award winners and honorable mentions, and now we're going to talk about our All-NBA teams and then those runner-ups as well. All right, guys, so now we're going to be giving you our All-NBA first, second, and third teams, and then we will give a couple honorable mentions after that. So for All-NBA first team, uh, we could do our guards. I feel like we're going to have a pretty similar All-NBA first team, maybe the same. Uh, I have Luka and Harden at the guards. Yeah. Um, two MVP guys, we said, and then the other two MVP guys at forwards, I have LeBron and Giannis. Do you have the same thing, too? I have LeBron and Giannis, too. And then do you have Cat at center? Yeah, we have the same. Yeah, player. that was pretty pretty easy, honestly. All NBA first team. I don't. The, I feel like the top four, the two guards and two forwards, will be there at the end of the year. The only player I feel like is Cat that could maybe drop to second or third. Yeah, if Davis maybe can get in there. Yeah. Um. Even though I feel like AD's played more of the four, so I don't think they'll actually put him as a center. But maybe Embiid as well. Um. If Jokic steps up or Gobert, but yeah, I think it's Cat's spot to lose. Uh. So yeah, that that I think that's pretty much everybody's All NBA first team. Um. A quarter way through. And then all NBA second team. I feel like this is definitely going to be a little bit different. Who's your guards? Mm-hmm. I have Lillard and then Kyrie. Okay. In there. So I, I have Lillard, uh, but I have Bradley Beal instead. Now, 
I know that the Wizards are kind of like they're not good. They're six and eleven. Brooklyn is ten and nine. Um, but Bradley Beal, he's been incredible so far this year. He's averaging, I believe, almost thirty points a game. Uh, twenty eight, seven assists, and he's shooting thirty five percent from three on eight threes a night, which is about league average. Um, he hasn't been great on defense. He's pretty much been what he's been. Um. But yeah, if you want to put Kyrie over him, I just really didn't know who to put at that second spot. The only reason I didn't put Kyrie is because he's missed some time, um, and the Nets have actually done better without him. Uh, what was your reasoning for Kyrie over maybe somebody like uh, Beal or somebody like that? Um, I put Kyrie in. I actually, I'm a little bit of a, you know, I have Beal in the third team. Mm-hmm. So I still have Beal in there, but I put Kyrie over him for now because when Kyrie's played when he's played he's been really good he's averaging 28 and a half yeah so far uh 7.2 assists which is pretty high for him right now that's above his career mark um his shooting 44 percent, not bad but he's just he's a clutch player too like he knocks down a lot of big shots i think the nets are going to make the playoffs in the end mm-hmm. uh so i think that's going to help his case as well they got off to a little bit of a slow start but, um, yeah, I think in the end of the year, he'll be in there. He'll get in. So, yeah, that, that's pretty good reasoning. Uh, I just have him at third team just because he's missed some time. Uh, who are your forwards? Uh, my forwards, I have Siakam in there okay. as the power forward right now on the second team. Yeah. I know we've talked about him a lot. Um, and I have Kawhi at small forward. Okay. So I have, I have Kawhi and Anthony Davis. Um, at my forwards. So, did you have Anthony Davis as the center? I have Anthony Davis as the center, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Kawhi, he's been incredible so far for the Lakers when he's played. Obviously, he's had a couple of load management games, but he's been amazing, and the Clippers have been um, incredible when he's on the floor. Uh, but yeah, AD has played 33% of his uh, minutes this year at the center position. Don't know what they w- if they would give him that. Um, he played 96% last year at center, and then 4% of power forward, but he's played a lot more at power forward this year. And so he's your center. I have um, Anthony Davis as my four. He's been arguably the best defensive player in the league this year. Um, Christian had him for his defensive player of the year award. And then my center is Joel Embiid. Did you consider Joel Embiid at all or not really? He's in my third team. Okay. Yeah. Joel Embiid, 23 points, 12 rebounds. Um, He's been really good on defense like he's been in his career. He's got a true shooting of 57% this year, which is just a little bit above league average. Um, and yeah, it's mainly his defense kind of why of him. He's kind of just a perfect mixture of defense and offense, more like cat it's offense and not as much defense. And then Gobert, it's defense is not as much offense, but Cat has been better as a defender this year. So we had pretty similar all NBA second teams, um, but not fully, uh, the same. You had Beal or excuse me. I had Beal, you had Kyrie, and then I had Embiid, you had Siakam in there. So you said you had Beal on third team. Who else do you have on all NBA third team? Yep. I have Kemba at point guard okay. on the third team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butler, uh, small forward. Uh, I told you about Embiid at center. And then I actually snuck Jokic in there as well. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you do that? You putting two centers on your all NBA third team? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of a power forward, so I, I threw Jokic at power forward. Okay. Um, so what I did is I had... 
Kyrie at the point guard position. We talked about him. Uh, and then I had Donovan Mitchell as my shooting guard. Now, it was tough. It was between Kemba Walker or Donovan Mitchell and also a little bit of Devin Booker. I ended up going with Donovan Mitchell because I think he's been incredible on the defensive end this year. And he's been by far the Utah Jazz's best offensive player. Now, the Utah Jazz have been a little bit slow as of late. They are um, not doing as well. They are currently, well, they were six and four in their last 10, uh, but they've fallen a little bit in the standings there at 12 and seven, and their defense has fallen a little bit. Um, but he's averaging 25 points, five rebounds, four uh, assists, steal and a half up there defensive metrics. If you watch him every night, he's been solid there, shooting 38% from three with a true shooting of 55%. Um, I know they said about him being um, part of Simpson's paradox, where he's been actually above average in pretty much all centers of shooting, uh, mid-range, long twos, threes, above um, or at the rim, but he's actually been a below efficient or below average shooter this year. Um, but yeah, I have him. I have him at my two. I have Pascal Siakam, who you have his most improved, right? You said he was your pick. Yes. Yeah. So I have him at thirteen. You have him on second team, um, and then I have Paul George as my other forward. Now, um, did you consider Paul George at all, or not really? Because he hasn't played a lot yet. I need to see more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's played nine games. Um, but like, that's actually, um, so yeah, he's played nine games. He's been pretty solid and Kyrie's played 11 games. Uh, but yeah, a little bit more Paul George would be nice to see. Uh, I think he's looked fine. I think he doesn't really need, um, any more time to adjust. He's been amazing in most of those games. I know the game against the Spurs, he wasn't that good. Um, and then at my center position, I have Rudy Gobert. You didn't have Rudy at all. No. Okay. We'll have to mount. Yeah, you didn't have him a I I mainly put him there also because I have him as defensive player of the year. So once I put him there, I had to give him an all NBA um pick. Um so yeah, you had a pretty interesting all NBA third team. You had two centers in there. Um yeah. do you want to talk about Jokic? I feel like Jokic has been a little bit disappointing. Jokic though, has been a little year. down. Yeah, he's been a little disappointing. But he's disappointing for Jokic, but He's still been good, you know. He's, I mean, he's averaging fifteen point six right now, uh, ten point four. So he's still averaging a double double. He's gonna get better, you would assume. They're still playing good, right now. I they're second in the West, right? Yeah. Um, best defense. Yeah, he's been a little down, but he's he's really good. His past couple of games, he's been terrible. Yeah, he. I, I watched the Kings game outside. He Seven was... points, eight points, eight points. Um. I think he will get in there at the year's end. I also think George is going to get in there at the year's end as well. Yeah. Uh, so we can move on to our honorable mentions. So give some other guys some love that we wanted to put in, but just didn't have enough spots. I feel like guards is the hardest because there's so many good guards in the NBA. Um, any? How many uh, honorable mention guards did you have? Uh, Trey Young. I definitely wanted to put Trey Young, but the Hawks. The Hawks are just too bad. Uh, you, they're gonna be, they're gonna be way below 500. Their defense is the worst in the. Uh, I mean, yeah, their defense is one of the worst in the league, and their bench, they have the worst bench in the league. Their two rookies, Hunter and Cam Reddish, haven't been too good. Hunter's been better than Reddish. Reddish has been pretty awful so far. Um, and then obviously John Collins got suspended, which sucks. So, uh, yeah, I Trey Young as well. He's been incredible. Um, I also had Kemba Walker, who you mentioned. Um, yeah, I didn't put Kemba in there. The Celtics are 13-5. and five. I just felt some other guards have been a little bit better than Kemba. Um, and then I also had Devin Booker and Malcolm Brogdon. Did you have any of those guys? I had Brogdon, definitely. Okay. He's been great. Yeah. You consider Devin Booker at all? Um, I was thinking about it, but they've... I mean, the Suns, their hot start's already gone. Yeah, they're 8-10 now. 
they've fallen off, so it's it makes it a little bit more interesting now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baines has been hurt. Rubio was hurt for a little bit, um, and then obviously Aiden has been suspended, so they haven't had the best of luck there. Uh, so moving on to honorable mention forwards, I had three. How many did you have? And you can mention them. I had a couple. Uh, right off the top of my head, Andre Drummond. Okay, you have him as a forward, not a center. I don't ever think about. It. Oh, we're just doing forwards? Uh, we, we can do forwards and centers. We can combine them. So, yeah, who else do you have All besides right, I com- Andre Drummond? I'm, I guess I'll combine. <laughs> uh, so, Drummond, as I said, uh, I really like the way Drummond's playing. Um, I was also... I gave a lot of consideration to Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of odd to say, but, like, he's been so good. Yeah. Uh, Turner missed 18 and a half a game. 13 rebounds. Miles Turner hasn't been great when he's been in so far. Um, he's starting this year now. I think he was a nominee for six men of the year last year. Yeah. Um, he's developing great. He's becoming a really good player. Harrell, we talked about. Um, Tobias Harris, oh, even. Maybe. Yeah. So I had, I had a six guys that I wanted to give some love to. Brandon Ingram being one of them. I just, I think the Pelicans will be better. Obviously, Zan will be back, um, eventually. Uh, Drew's had a couple injuries. So is Ingram, Lonzo Hart. They've all had their fair share of injuries. They are 6-13, and 13, though, so that's why I didn't really want to put him in there. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, I know I didn't really put it. I sh- maybe could have considered him more for All-NBA third team, uh, but I left him out just because his offense is a little bit down, um, you, as you would expect as a number one option. But he has been a fantastic defensive player this year. Uh, but yeah, his efficiency hasn't been great. 45% effective field goal, 43% from the field, 24 on threes, uh, even though he was never much of a three-point shooter. Um, last year either uh Matras harrell yeah i wanted to give him some love like you mentioned and then three centers Jokic, but i didn't really consider him too much i just think he hasn't been all be worthy this year uh drummond i give a little bit um too but the pistons have been pretty awful this year so i wasn't gonna put him in there and then somebody i kind of considered but center it sucks because there's only three centers that make it while every other position has uh six um i had bam out of bio Gave him a little bit of love. I know I've been a little bit high on Bam this year. All NBA love or consideration and then all-star. Um, so any guys I mentioned that you think maybe shouldn't have made it in my honorable mentions or somebody maybe I mentioned that you had or sounds good? Uh, I like all of them. Yeah. I think they're all solid. You could even maybe see Kristaps working his way towards there by the end of the year. Yeah. So far, I don't think he is. Um. But obviously, we know the talent he has, so maybe he could work his way in there. And I think that's kind of it. I think everybody else you said makes a lot of sense. All right, sounds good. So, yeah, those were all our all NBA picks for the quarterway mark of the 2019-20 season. All right, guys. So, yeah, that is it for Episode 7 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, award selections for the quarterway mark and our all NBA selections for the quarterway mark. Christian, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun again. Yeah, so it was actually really fun to do this. Um, let me know what you guys thought if you watched on YouTube um, in the comment section below. And then if you guys could leave a rating or review on Apple Pod, I would really appreciate that. And then if you're listening on Spotify, just follow me there. So yeah, thank you all for watching or listening wherever you um, watch these podcasts or listen to these podcasts on. And we will see you guys in episode eight. Peace.